Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show, sponsored by Sunbury Press, the publisher of books under nine different imprints in a variety of categories, available worldwide wherever books are sold. I'm your host, Lawrence Knorr, the founder of Sunbury Press, and today I have Lisa Armada. Lisa is the author of two books, The Supreme, Three Supreme Gifts, A Practical Approach to Self-Mastery and to Transforming Your Life Here and Now, and Love is the Seed. Teachings from the Spirit World, One Woman, One Man, Over 150 Sessions with Souls and Wise Ones. Lisa Hamada is an author and speaker of timeless spiritual teachings. She shares a simple yet profound message. You have all that you need to create a life of your choosing. She brings a practical approach to understanding the truth of love and how we can live a more fulfilling, purposeful life. Lisa Hamada, welcome. Thank you so much, Lawrence. I'm so happy to be here. I have to say, uh, for the audience who might be listening to this at some day later on, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 outbreak. I think we are in day eight of uh, the national, I won't say quarantine, but uh, the reduction in interaction and activity, and certainly a lot of things going on in the world, and well, Say there's a lot of fear and a lot of uh, misinformation, also a lot of hope out there. And this is a very timely moment for this uh, for this interview. So thank you for making this happen. I know uh, we had to pull ourselves away from family and and do this. So hopefully things are well out your way, at least with you and your loved ones. Um, I wanted to uh, ask you first. Let's talk about your books. I know Love is the Seed is the first one that we published together. And if you could tell us a little bit about that. I know this involves your parents and a a wonderful story about them. So maybe you could recap Mm -hmm. that for the audience. Sure. Yeah, in the early 1980s, uh, my father began to have a series of divine experiences, which led him to channeling messages from various souls and wise ones. And it was something that was really unexpected it doesn't it wasn't something that he was asking for but he was aware since birth really um of uh well he was aware of a lot of stuff we all come in with it with our own level of awareness uh, our own knowingness as soul and so he you know he did uh practice meditation twice a day uh during that time and he began to have a series of these divine experiences, and he came home to my mother uh, one one day after work and said that, you know, starting that night, he needed her to sit down next to him every night from then on and take dictation, writing everything that came through him. So these various souls and wise ones would actually speak through my father. At first, when they came, they uh they had him, he, he wasn't speaking actually, but he was writing. And my, mom, my mother would copy what, what was written. And then eventually a flow came, and these souls and wise ones all eager to come through to share these messages of love, divine love, um, 
about this this human experience, what it all means, reincarnation, death, consciousness, so many things, so many messages that came through. And so that's really the, the background of this. And their purpose for coming through, one of their purposes was to write a book on love. And that's really how Love is a Sea came about is uh, – is that that's what they wanted? That's what really what they wanted to do. Yeah, it's a wonderful title and a great concept. Um, maybe a little more about your father. I'm very curious uh, about him and how old was he at the time, and what kind of religious upbringing or beliefs do you think he had at that at that time when all this began? Well, I know that that he grew up uh, with a Catholic background, and and yet. You know, his, his purpose, when he had gone to church uh, growing up, his purpose, he, he knew that uh, he believed, he had, he had his own level of belief, but he, all had, he also had his own knowingness. And so um, he would go, he would pray, he would be a part of that. Uh, and, and yet, um, again, there's, there's something that can't be explained when I talk about a knowingness, it's like we have a knowingness, but we can't really explain how we know what we know. And and so as he began to go on his own journey, like let's say outside of the Catholic religion, go on his own journey, inner journey, uh, you know, he would meditate, he would ask questions within himself, he would listen, and it would guide him every step of the way to experiencing what he was meant to experience, whether it was finding that next um, book to read or, you know, things like that. And I think that's what happens with all of us. We all experience that to our own uh, level. And yeah. so, uh, and, and so gradually it brought him to that point. Mm-hmm. And when did, what was the time span that this occurred? Roughly. I would say it was it was around 1980 that it started to happen where where within these within uh, his meditations he would be taken. I, I give this really dis- descriptive um, uh, story within the beginning part of Love Is a Sea, where I, as well as I believe in the Three Supreme Gifts. I I say it in a I explain it in a, a little bit of a different way, but when he was in one of his meditations, it was as if he was on a backwards roller coaster uh, through time. And at various points within this inner roller coaster, let's say, he was shown a symbol or um, a symbol of his past incarnations. So he kind of got this this perspective of life after life from his own life after life of experience through human experience and what that really meant, who he was in that life, the general feelings of that life, uh, and the general personality of that life and how basically how the evolution of his own soul was happening. And, uh, and so I would say that then from there he, would, he also asked to be shown his past lives and he was given that gift to be shown his past lives as well as future and so uh, then over the course of two years was when he would sit down with my mother every single night and, and basically speak these different, uh, these different souls would come through and, and my mother would take the dictation, writing everything that came through, no matter what. And these souls were from different realms, different inner, like divine environments, 
but they would come through to speak with him. So that happened over a period of two years, but then after those two years, he didn't need my mother to dictate anymore the, the sessions, and he continued on his uh, inner journey, let's say, uh, to experience and, and understand basically this whole life experience, our, our evolution of soul, divinity, things like that over the course of decades. Well, it uh, reminds me a lot of what I've heard about Edgar Casey, and uh, mm-hmm. there seems to be uh, some similarities in their experiences. Your mother must been a remarkable person. Is she still with us or has she passed? No, she's still with us and she is. She's she's remarkable because, you know, at the time I was a little over a year and a half years old. I have two older siblings. And so what happened is they had to balance, especially my mother, she had to balance home life with this extraordinary thing that was happening and trying to grasp it and understand it because it's not something that ordinarily happens with people, right? Yeah. Um, right. And so, and, and there's, there's just, there was no way of knowing what was going to come through. And, uh, and, you know, there were times where they had to stop sessions because a soul would come through that wasn't coming from a perspective of love. And, uh, and so they, they basically, there was too much interference, as they said, too much interference. And mm-hmm. so they would stop the, the sessions for that night. So they really, you know, through my father, he would always ask, do you come out of love? And, and at times my mother would ask the same thing. Are you coming out of love? What is your purpose for coming through? Uh, and sometimes it was really clear they weren't coming through for the purpose of love, but for the purpose of just, um, you know, kind of messing things up <laughs> in a way. And so they had to stop the sessions. Wow, this is a, this is amazing. The... Um... I guess a good question at this point would be, is there anything from Love is the Seed that, that came through your father that you might want to share, maybe one or two of uh, the passages or anecdotes that's appropriate for this time, or might be appropriate for any time, but especially now? I think that the one of the main points in that, what, what sparked uh, the Three Supreme Gifts is this empowerment that we have, that we have, Upon our creation, we have we are given love, thought, and free will, and how empowering this is, because love is at the seed of all creation. That without love, nothing would function harmoniously. Nothing would. We have to. We survive off of love, in many many ways, when we understand the divine, from a divine perspective, what love really means. And thought. They talk about thought. There's a chapter on thought, a really long chapter in Love Is a Seed, on thought because of how powerful thought is in creating our reality, that it is thought that has gotten us to this very moment in time, that through thought, you know, we feel emotions, we form our beliefs, and what we believe becomes our perceived reality and and guides our actions that we take in our lives. So basically we are creating our reality every single moment through thought. And then free will, of course, is our free will to create, to create tangible results in our life. And the main point in free will is to take that free will, the the original intention for free will is to have it be aligned with divine will or God's will. And we've sort of, in this human experience, we sort of get away from that. So those, I think, when we can understand love, thought, and free will as explained in the three supreme gifts, when we can embody those three supreme gifts more fully, 
we can align ourselves more directly with uh, with the flow of life, with divinity, and move within that flow, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the subsequent book, the the three supreme gifts that came out of Loves the Seed, is that a direct transference? of passages or is that your take on it maybe um, expanding upon it it is it's my take on it when they spoke about in love is the seed they spoke about over and over again the empowerment of love thought and free will and how that that just relates to everything and i thought about it and i i i kind of asked within and the three supreme gifts basically flowed out of me so I, I said, okay, what do they really mean by love? And I researched love. I researched love within love as a seed, within all these sessions. Thought, I researched thought within love as a seed, what they were really intending to, what the points that they were making. Because love as a seed can be very complex, a very complex read at times. And then free will, I did the research within love as a seed, those sessions that are included in the book and some additional sessions that I have that, that weren't included in the book and uh, and gathered what those really mean. And then I explain it in a way that we can relate it to our life here and now because that's really what people want, right? Well, they can read a book, but how do I implement it in my life? And that's what I ask myself too. How do I implement more of love, thought, and free will because they're saying that this is so important. And so that's how I came up with the three supreme gifts and, I, and give uh, ways that we can implement it in in simple ways, in quick ways throughout the day so that we can start naturally aligning ourselves with this flow of life, with divinity, with this uh, energy of love that exists. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I, as I listening to you talk and thinking about love, thought, and free will, I was reflecting on the last few weeks. You know, you go back a few weeks and it was a different world and uh, maybe this conversation would be a little different at that point. But I was just having a conversation this morning with my wife about free will in a sense we were discussing that um, the guidelines about the COVID-19 virus have to be followed individually that every individual person needs to take their own action and that each of us has a very mm-hmm. important role and it, it, I said it's not like the helicopters can come in and spray disinfectant on everybody across the country and cure this it's about everybody through their own free will, their own love, their own thought, deciding not to sicken everybody else, deciding to restrain yourself, mm-hmm. to be uh, more thoughtful of the society that we live in. And, you know, as I reflect on that, I think this is like a huge lesson in community and cooperation, but also a lot of lessons I think are being learned about family and being together and being, you know, having some quiet time. I'm wondering how you're seeing it from your end. Well, when when I when we take a look at the sessions with spirit specifically, because I do base a lot of uh, my own understanding from these sessions, I believe that there are a number of reasons that can contribute to why we experience like this particular time that we're experiencing right now what we know from the sessions in Love is a Seed and what I explain in more depth in the Three Supreme Gifts, uh, 
is that all experience really begins and ends with of thought and free will as we're talking about that that this is this has a human element but it also has a soul element that as a part of divine love there is grace in motion and I explain that in the three supreme gifts moving the good moving the bad in a holy beneficial way which can explain why we experience times of struggle and unrest and that through thought and free will we can create a reality here and now as well as our future that's how powerful these three supreme gifts or truths they call them supreme truths also in love is a seed they how important they are and uh, as they're referred to in both are in this human experience as well as in the evolution of this of the soul that's important for this human experience as well as the evolution of our soul so as we experience these times we must do our best not to perpetuate the negative, but try to encourage the positive. Do what we can to take care of ourselves as well as others. Have compassion, like patience, faith. And for those things that are out of our control, believe that they are being taken care of in the most wholly beneficial way. And I go through that in a little bit more depth in an upcoming episode of Knower Soul, which is my YouTube series that focuses specifically on love as a seed. Because, again, love as a seed can be a complex read sometimes. These souls and wise ones get really in-depth about the subjects that they're talking about, and they're so amazing. And once we get into it, they're so amazing. And so I've I've created Knower Soul, a series that kind of goes through these questions that we might have in this life Mm -hmm. and, and, and what's answered in love as a seed. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about some other things that you're doing uh, here in the last few minutes, but I I wanted to um, focus back on thought and some of the things we were saying ahead of time before we started the show. I had mentioned that uh, it's almost like the world is sick right now. And uh, what we're seeing are people who are being negative, you know, outwardly being negative and not helpful and maybe spreading fear. And then there's others that are being hopeful and are, Mm -hmm are, you know, trying to solve the problem, work the problem. And I, I think I said, you know, it's like a great sorting that's going on. We ought to take the people that are, are causing trouble and being negative. Maybe they shouldn't be in the roles that they're currently in. Maybe they need a little re-education or something, maybe some inspiration. Whereas the people who are exhibiting more positive outlook and are really helping to make positive change and resolve this uh, should should have some benefit. But, you know, at the root of that is this whole um, concept of thought and fear. And Mm -hmm. I know in my own experience, thinking about this, it it really is um, how much are you going to let that fear overcome the rest of your your thinking and your beliefs? And, uh, you know, you can always look at it as the glass is half full and try to look and find uh, some positive things in it, like, you know, it hasn't spread everywhere, and most, the vast majority of people who get this virus survive, and and they are coming up with ways to um, perhaps mediate it. Anyway, a little bit about fear. I know we uh, we had talked about that before we opened. Um, what does uh, what did the great ones say about fear or overcoming fear, avoiding fear, not listening to fear, or maybe using it in a positive way? Well, I think there's 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 no positive really to fear in, 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 from my perspective, only because fear. So they, let me say the in love is a seed. They do talk about 
fear in the way of these two aspects of love that uh, that exist. The first is love given, which is a divine love that uh, is the love that flows through everything that allows it to work harmoniously. And then they talk about love held closely. And this type of love is bound in fear. And this is, I think, where a lot of us are are at right now, many people are at right now, is this energy of love held closely. Because we don't know what's going to happen, what the future holds, we don't know what that means for us. There's a whole shift in our way of being right now, that there's a new reality that's that's coming to, that's, that's being born. We can think of that in, in that way, a new reality. So when it comes to, uh, you know, our thoughts, attitude is everything. And that's one of the things that they said in these sessions with Love is a Seed, that when we can keep in a positive outlook, a positive attitude, keep in faith that we don't close off, so to speak, this this energy of love that flows through everything. Otherwise, it is going to perpetuate more negative in this life. What we give out is always returned to us, which is a, a core teaching in love as a seed. What we give out is always returned to us, that there's justice in this. So if we give out of love, we receive in love. If we give out of, you know, negative from a negative perspective, we're ultimately going to get that back. So when we when it comes to the things that are happening right now, we really have to take a step back and and know that what we put out there is always going to be returned to us. That we're all in this together, and I think that those are some of the key messages within love as a seed. That when we're bound in fear. It's not helping anything. It's, it's actually keeping us stuck. But there's something that's being really uh, introduced to us right now, an opportunity, which is something that, like I said, it, you know, in this upcoming Know Our Soul video, I, I explain a perspective of why we're experiencing what we are right now, why we come into this life to experience or practice eternal truth, and, and how this comes about is when, we're, when we experience uh, times of challenge and suffering because it, it encourages us to practice those eternal truths to, um, which can help us in this human experience right now, but it can also help us on a soul level. And so it's, it's actually really interesting. Um, yeah. and, and so when we can do that, we can not only find greater peace in our, our lives daily right now, but also uh, on, this, on a spiritual perspective. I I couldn't agree more, and it's it's very timely. Um, I I think there's a transformation happening, and the world's going to be a different place after this. Hopefully, a better place in in many ways. Um, we have about five minutes to go. Believe it or not, time is just slipping by here, and I definitely want to spend some time talking about podcast or or um, I guess videos that you're doing. If you could tell us. Uh, you know, when this is happening, where, how how to join in, watch, listen to you, and maybe some of the things you have coming up that you're going to be talking about. Sure. Sure. Uh, so, Know Our Soul, I just launched Know Our Soul. It's a YouTube um, playlist, let's say. Uh, so, they can they can look up 
Know Her Soul. They can, they can Google Know Her Soul, and I think one of my first videos will come up which talks about what Know Her Soul is. Now, in, in this series, my purpose is uh, to share these messages, to interpret almost these messages in Love is the Seed, to really pull it into our life here and now, what this really means for us and what they really mean by certain things that they say within there. So I talk about, uh, of course, love, thought, and free will in different ways, uh, death and reincarnation, what the death experience is like. Is there pain at death? Who are we met by? What happens after we transition? Why do we reincarnate? At what point do we not reincarnate? Uh, they talk about, uh, or I, I reference the levels of consciousness and what that really means and how it relates to this life and form and how knowing all this can lead us to creating a better life for ourselves starting right now. And so there's, there's so many interesting topics that are talked about in Love is a Seed, and, and you can take one session in Love is a Seed, and you can find so many answers in there, or you can relate it to your life in so many ways. Uh, so I just, I just wanted to put that out there, and that's my main, that was my main purpose for, for writing Love is a Seed, for putting Love is a Seed together, is to really help people here and now having this human experience to create the life of their choosing. But they can. They have all that they need to do so. And I just provide information referenced in Love as a Seed and interpret it in a way that, that we can more easily understand it. So how often are you, uh, are you adding to the Know Your Soul content? I have a video that comes out every week. I usually post it every Tuesday. Okay. And I will make sure that I add the link to uh, the show information here so when people come upon uh, this podcast, they can also find the link to the YouTube that right. you're talking and they about. Can, and they can also go to loveasaseed.com too. And they can find other videos as well, but also Know Our Soul and, um, and videos I've posted uh, for Relax and Unknowing, which is something that came about uh, as I was putting all of this together that – a really, it's a key phrase for me and that I share with others that we can relax in the knowing that everything's being taken care of. You know, we have a responsibility in this life, true, that's true, but also things are being taken care of. We can relax in the knowing that, you know, we have all that we need to create the life of our choosing. We can relax in the knowing that, um, you know, that this, that we have a greater purpose in this life. So there's so many things that, uh, that I talk about in that in that series as well. So they can find it at loveasaseed.com. All right. Lisa, in, in the last minute we have, is there anything that you're you're writing? Do you have a third book on the way? Anything you're contemplating? Yes. Actually, the, there's other sessions that came through my father's experiences that center around world creation and the evolution of the soul. And so some of the chapters could be something like uh, Earth's history, evolution of Earth and related solar systems, what order really means in this life and on a spiritual level, color, what, how color contributes, uh, animals and plants and personal responsibility, prof- the nature of prophecy. I mean, there's so many things that came through, and so I'm excited to get into those sessions and sort of translate those in a way that we can understand and implement in our life right now, how we can understanding those can, can better our life. Look forward to that. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. It it has been a pleasure. 
thank you for taking the time during these difficult times. Thank you so much, Lawrence. We've been talking to Lisa Romada, the author of Love is the Seed and also Three Supreme Gifts. This has been the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Mm-hmm.